0: Disclaimer, this show is a mix of both fact and opinion, with a sprinkle of comedy. If you are easily offended by opinion or comedy, or both, I recommend you click or tap out of this podcast and listen to another one right now. You have been warned. Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to the first episode of Glitch in the System where we talk about problems and sometimes silver linings within the world of technology. Ah yes, we all know the old days of flip phones. One side has a screen, the other has the keypad. If you want to use it, just flip it open. Honestly, it's really satisfying to see this happen almost every time. If you don't want to use it, just close it how you would close a book and put it back on your backpack, your purse, wherever. Now, with stuff like the iPhone and modern Android phones, the flip phone has sort of faded away. Or has it? It's risen from the dead, but it's still kind of feeling like a zombie. Flip phones have technically been revived in 2006 by Vision, a spin-off of Philips, I'll be a touch screen and the keypad is gone and it looks like an old cassette tape player where you can pull out the tape and that tape quote unquote has a screen of five inches or 12.7 centimeters for non-americans. I still question their durability and prices that only Apple would put on their devices. Yes, that much. In 2008, Nokia have presented concepts on a paper-like device, albeit as thick as around 30-40 to pieces of paper, called Morph, and it's separated to three creases, something you see on a brochure. Of all things, you could have it completely unfolded, you can have it as big as the smartphones we have today, or you can fold it to something like an Apple Watch and wear it on your wrist. Now that's some pretty cool stuff. I'd love to have that, but it's a concept. I have no idea if that's actually going to be made or whatnot. In 2011, things got a bit weird, like a bit weird, at least for me. In that year, Kyocera, I don't know how to pronounce this, have released an Android smartphone, which can never decide on what it wants to be in life, what job doesn't want to take, etc. Doesn't want to look like a smartphone at all. How about a Scion laptop? If you remember these things. Do you fancy a PDA undergoing mitosis? Or maybe a Nintendo DS on drugs? Yeah, I don't know either. That foldable has much more of an identity crisis. It was really messy, to say the least. But then again, foldables were at their infancy at the time, so... I can forgive that. It's like your split screen. You can show two different apps, but like the Surface Duo, you can show, for example, Gmail on the unfolded screen. Some apps, let's say Microsoft Word as an example, can span two screens. And I mean two, with the first screen showing the document and the second screen showing the toolbar or table of contents, whatever you fancy. But you could still choose to have it span both screens. Now, two years later, NEC came up with the Medias W, but that idea became a reality inside of Japan only, with the only carrier being NTT's Docomo. Thanks CNET for that source. Now, unlike the Echo, the Medias W has less of an identity crisis. It could either be a tablet or a phone. That's it. And now I know. I feel it was a bit anticlimactic. And you might have thought of it like that as well but hey at least they got simpler you can fold it outward now that's nice honestly i would have bought that if it were available outside of japan ah, why do the japanese get the cool stuff first before we do it's beyond my understanding your guess is as good as mine now jump to 2017 and imagine zte's pitch meeting if you know what they are picture the ceo the head of design, and several designers, whether intern or not, plus a fair bit of hardware designers on the side inside the conference room. We need innovation, the CEO says. A designer puts leaked blueprints of NEC's Medius W. How about we do this, Babira? he asked. The head of design scratches his head. Sure, just change the name and flip the W upside down. And there we got ZT's Axon M. Ah, what a world we live in. It's not much of a long story, apart from being a straight copy of the Medias W, with a processor on two gallons of coffee, and as the millennials say, OP, or overpowered features. There's nothing much to say here, just that there's improvements to multitasking and tablet support on Android. But it was once again limited to AT&T for the US. I don't know what other country has this, but I know it wasn't everywhere. Once again, why do some countries get the good stuff first before we do? Once again, it is beyond my understanding. Are these foldables too shy to introduce themselves and make friends? Not that I'm shaming them, it's just they can't say a word that might get them famous in school. It's just that I don't get it. Alright, let's jump into the world of speculation, and oh no, you know I do not like speculation. I will never get why people try so hard to make up something that seems so real, that at the same time it feels like it's not. Yet it is, but not without concrete evidence. And that speculation is the usage of OLED displays on foldables. This happened in 2018. LG had obtained a design patent for a foldable smartphone at the time that they were still making phones. RIP LG Mobile, may rest in peace and press that for you. At that same year, the world has finally gotten their hands on a foldable because it was now available everywhere. Finally! Now we get the good stuff! Thanks to Chinese startup technology company Royole, R O Y O L E. Their FlexPie, I don't know if that's the pronunciation, became the first commercially available foldable. Now there's something about this that really confuses me Without foldable. Does it want to be a book or a phone? It makes sense for it to fold as a book, but what? As I've searched for pictures online, the folded position literally looks like it wants to be a book. It doesn't irk me all that much, but it's still annoying. I might even confuse it for a book. I'm going to place it on a bookshelf. I want to read Stephen King, but I end up getting the Royal Flex Pie. Isn't it annoying? And now Samsung decides to tease a foldable smartphone just that same month at their lame excuse of a developer's conference. Even the prototype itself literally looks like it wants to be a book again, and I'm going to mistake it for a Stephen King book again. And it could be the story, I mean, use it as a gadget in the coming months. Seriously, I can't differentiate between the book and Samsung's concept anymore. Same with FlexPie. Anyway, here's something to ponder upon. I can't fathom the fact that the term Infinity Flex sounds like a cool thing, yet it's Bull at the same time. Yes, Bull. This is the term that Samsung have used for their display. You see it when it's unfolded. Alright i'll leave this next guess to you has microsoft explored the world of foldables hmm they actually have how surprising even back in the late 2000s with a device codenamed courier this is not to be confused with the font courier used in manuscripts and novels unfortunately back then it never happened But in 2019, it was made, albeit with a different name called the Surface Neo. This is once again not to be confused with the Surface Duo, which is similar, but uses Windows 10 instead of Windows 10X on the Neo. In January 2019, a lot of things happened, which finally led up to the foldable we all know and love, but hate at the same time. Apple, I mean, Xiaomi, have demonstrated a prototype foldable with two plaids that can... finally fold inward now this is what i'm used to when i read a book and yes i almost said apple by accident because xiaomi is such a really bad ripoff of apple that i almost mistook it for the real thing and now i'm getting off topic anyway in february of the same year samsung finally let the galaxy Fold get some air have it breathe some nature other companies did this too i mean huawei have released their mate x into the wild then tco presented a truck ton of concepts featuring uh what do we know dragon hinge technology i have absolutely no idea what that does does it make the phone breathe fire as you unfold it right at your face just like in skyrim i don't know either you better ask gandalf or try venturing into the unknown to find smog and ask him this question you're gonna need to go on a big quest here kids Ah, Your guess is as good as mine. Oh, and one more thing. It also had a bracelet style device. LG have not released nor announced anything. Uh, well, this time they're silent and shy. Ah, uh, How the tables have turned. However, they did engineer a second monitor for their V50 smartphone, which is basically a phone case that doubles as a second screen. Now, that's something a case that turns your phone into a foldable. It's like I get a case for my water bottle, and that'll double the capacity. I wish I had that. I really need to drink more water. I'm getting thirsty right now. How about the others? I know I haven't been talking about them, but imagine CEOs of different tech companies sneering at Samsung, Huawei, TCL and LG thinking, we'll copy this, but we'll patent it. So others can't copy. I'm kidding. That's not what exactly happened. (laughs) Although some companies have expressed interest in foldables. Or they secured patents on hinges and designs. Motorola have decided to revive their Razor series of phones with a twist. And we all know what it is it's touchscreen. Give yourself some candy, kids. You've done a pretty good job. Just don't eat it close to the computer so you haven't gotten rid of all the ants yet. But then, in April 2019, they had been copying a part of one company's failure. The Samsung Galaxy Folds have hit the market. Quite literally on a brick wall the screen broke that's all I can say how did the screen break people have taken out the plastic layer That they thought was supposed to be removed when people first get any phone really But it was meant to be together with the fold when's the marriage who's its best man or best phone for that matter the iPhone 12 Pro Max anyone? Huawei can't come because they've delayed their Mate X to watch out while manufacturing their foldable. Because Samsung screwed their fold up. And now they gotta fix their life choices. And that's not gonna make a paper plane fly too far. Make one wrong fold and it will crash. Now, enter the world of flip phones again. In November 2019, Motorola have released the Razr. Which works like a flip phone, but you know the twist. There's no keypad, there's just touchscreen. Samsung followed suit with the Z Flip. I can't believe this, companies tend to copy each other, that's normal, but this? I can never get why foldables have to confuse me so much. Even the history of them makes me spin. We had two foldables experiencing an identity crisis, then a foldable that looks and feels like a book in reverse when folded. And finally, we have the second generation of flip phones, the one we love and hate. Today, well, for the fold at least. Now I can wrap my head around foldables and get to buying one. That was a joke. I hope you enjoyed this first episode of Glitching the System. This podcast was really fun to make and if you liked it as much as I do, give it 5 stars or whatever is the highest rating in your podcast app. And if you want to see more... Definitely consider following the podcast. Add it to your library so you don't miss new glitches. I, 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 I mean new episodes every 6 p.m. Friday at Manila time. I'm right, Kane, I tell you to find a glitch in your system and fix it. See you next time. Take care.